Hi, welcome to the My Big Church podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Scott. This is a bonus episode where I had the opportunity to have a candid conversation with our pastors, Rich and Mindy Watson. You're going to love hearing the history of Big Church as well as the history of this couple. Without further ado, here's today's show. This is the Big Church Podcast. Welcome to Big Church Podcast, Rich and Mindy Watson. Hey. Hey, we're so glad to be here. We are so glad. I cannot wait for people to just hear your hearts and get to know you guys a little bit better. So for those who don't know you guys, tell us a little bit about yourselves. We know that you're pastors of the church, but just give us a little rundown of who you are. Um, I'm I'm Pastor Rich, and I was for about 25 years, I was in the business world. I, I was a big old tires manager. And has nothing to do with what I do nowadays, but it's also, I've also known that I've loved people and I've always been good with people. But I did that for about 25 years and I finally found my real calling uh, about eight years ago. Wow. And that was Mindy. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, Lord. But you didn't have, you didn't grow up feeling like, okay, I'm going to be a pastor someday. You weren't. I always knew um, growing up, I grew up in church my whole life and I was one of those, the church camp kid. I was the one who went to, did all the stuff, went to youth groups and all that stuff. But when I got out of school, I kind of drifted away. But I always knew that God had a call in my life to do what I'm doing today. I just didn't know what it looked like at the time. Wow, that's so cool. So, Mindy, before we get into how church started, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Tell us a little bit about you and, and how you came to where you are. Well, I graduated high school and wasn't going to go to college. And I got half of my college education paid for through a scholarship. So I decided hey, I guess I'll go to school. And I became a teacher. I did that for about three years. And I had made a commitment to myself that I will never do something when I lose passion. And so I only taught for three years because I was no longer passionate about it. I got into sales with Mary Kay Cosmetics, Mm -hmm. grew to the top 2% of the company, did that for, well, I'm actually still sell Mary Kay today, Mm -hmm. but I'm not in a leadership role there anymore. And then about 10 years ago, God really started working on my heart. Okay. And I wanted to do something with ministry, but I didn't know what that looked like. And so I just waited until I met him. Mr. Man came into your life. Bless. For a second, let's, let's bunny trail and tell me about not doing anything that you don't have a passion about. Tell me like what, what brought you to that and... Because I love that. I love like moving past that and being able to release it and let it go. Because so many times we want to feel tied to it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. tell me how you got to that. Well, um, when I went into the teaching field, I worked and saw so many women, Mm -hmm. men, teachers that were waiting around to retire. And Uh they didn't want to be there anymore. They didn't like students anymore. They didn't want to even be passionate about what they were doing every single day. And I said, I don't want to do that. So a lot of my life and how I've made decisions has been based on what I don't want rather than on what I do want. That's good. I like that. But I, and I've seen that. I think most anyone who has children in the school, they see that, that we see those people that are like, okay, sis, it's time to retire. Well, I love that. I just wanted to bunny trail for a second. So for those who don't know, can y'all tell us how Big Church got started? Where did this all start? Well, it was a long time ago. Seems mm-hmm. like it's almost 10 years now. 
uh, I moved to Louisville, um, and, okay. and I started going to a church to get some healing in my own self for a little while. And we were there, I was there for about a year, and I really felt like God, um, the more I sat there, the more I knew that there was more purpose to what I was doing than just sitting sitting and coming to church, because I do believe that God has more for us than just coming, sitting on a per- church pew. So I was there, and then I met my lovely wife over here, Mindy, okay. at, at church. Yeah. And uh, we were just, we just started talking together, I mean, actually as friends, and yeah. it kind of went into a little bit more than friends. And uh, But we just decided that we wanted to have church for real people. Mm. That is the word that God gave us, because we both come from... Uh, let's just be real. We both come from a divorce. We both come from uh, a lot of hurt and baggage yeah. from the past. And we wanted to have church for real people. A lot of times you come into church and you put your mask on and you look good on the outside yeah. and inside you're like, Ugh. you yeah. know, I'm, I'm truly trying to trying to live something I'm not. So the word real came to us and we just, uh, uh, this one pastor preached a very good message on uh, missional, being a missional Christian. And the more I sat there, the more notes I was taking, the more I was like, oh my gosh, I've got, we got to do something besides. So we got together and started talking and the, the word real came and we just, uh, we just came up with the word refuge at the time. Mm. And uh, when we were talking about doing the refuge and, and we were just going to do it uh, at the time, my mom, my mom was uh, very, like she's, was very supportive of us and she gave us some money and we didn't really know what to do. We just knew there was a little (laughs) space there in Mount Washington. We thought, well, let's just start painting it and cleaning it and figuring it out and where we're going to go from there. Yeah. And, um, that's kind of what we did. Yeah. Just got together, started dreaming and listening to God. And here we are seven years later. It'll be eight in September. Oh, wow. wow. So Mindy, give us your perspective. How do you think, like what, what are the parts of that story that, you kind of stand out to you that he didn't mention? Uh, well, w- how it started was we were sitting around our kitchen table mm. and Rachel Fenter's dad, Donnie, was sitting there saying, hey, tell me about the vision of your church. And uh, we're sitting there going with what we wanted to do. Okay. <laughs> and in the middle of that, he holds both of his hands up in the air and he said, wait a minute, I see thousands of teenagers around you. <laughs> Wow. And we kind of looked at each other and thought to ourselves, um, Mm. bless his heart. He just doesn't even know. (laughs) So we keep going with what we wanted to do. And that's how we started. I mean, we launched a church for adults and about 35 showed up Mm -hmm. and we were like, oh, that's good. But they were all our friends. Okay. And most of them were already going to church somewhere else. Uh, Okay. So the exact week later... Um, we had a service and nobody showed up. It was Zero. you and TJ and Rich and I and all the of kids. our kids. Yeah. And so remember that night we just sat around and started praying and prophesying yeah. and then asking those young kids, what do we need to do to reach out? And it was social media and it was text messages. And within the course of five weeks, we were running 150 kids. That is just insane. I was there. I remember it. But even to go back and remember, it's just remembering how God transitioned in just a few short weeks from that that Sunday night with no one to, you know, couldn't house them in that building, you know, and having to go grow bigger in a really, really short amount of time. So that was, 
a fun time. So tell us now we are at big church that God grew it from, you called it a trickle up effect. Yes. And it started with young kids and now you have an adult church. So tell us about big church. Well, um, Basically, the refuge was going well, and we would have people come and uh, adults would yeah. come and visit, and they would love the atmosphere, and they would love yeah. everything that's going on around it. And but they kind of felt a little bit out of place because there Sit they on the were, back row. right, sitting <laughs> sitting there, and all these teenagers are jumping around, and and God was just moving in that time. And so I can't tell you how many times they came up to us and says, "Hey, whenever you all decide you're going to." Um, do something for adults we're in we want to know about it Mm -hmm. and and so that we heard that and heard that and then uh i heard it for a long time i was a little stubborn and and moving on uh but you know (laughs) god has a plan and he loves us anyway but um it just after a period of time we just knew that we had to do something we were and so we just started to look look for a building and and the problem we were having is we weren't able to find anything i mean anything that would good and so if you're just faithful to keep pursuing, God is the God that'll help you to you know reach anywhere that you need. That's right. And so, how did y'all find this building? And yeah, tell us that story. Well, let me tell you that story. That's okay. a good story. Tell us. <laughs> um, this, I pulled around here. Brian, our t-shirt guy, is like around the backside of this building. So one day, I pulled back there, and I just he asked me, he says, uh, "Rich, have you found any any place yet to go?" And I was like. Man, I've been looking everywhere, and we had been. We'd been looking all over the the city of Louisville, hadn't found anything. Mm -hmm. And so he said, have you thought about the old bingo hall out front there? And I was like, "Um, no. The old bingo hall. I I didn't know about it. He said, that thing's been empty for two years, and it didn't look empty. So when I pulled around the building, I don't know. I just felt like, hey, I'm looking out here at 280 parking spots. You know, I'm looking at a building. So once we walked in... And saw the space. I mean, it's like 14, 13 to 14,000 square feet here. Mm-hmm. It was, I was like, oh my gosh. But it was horrible looking, but yes, I could it's... see <laughs> the vision. We could see where we were going with it. And wow. uh, that's how we kind of found this place. It was, God, it, was, it was God because I would have never looked over here at all. Yeah. And we've even grown from this building and yeah. kind of and took over another part. Mindy, you want to tell us about that? Yeah. We, um, acquired the space next to us and now it is our uh children's wing we've got that going on there and then um that's where we do our staff meetings on tuesdays okay so you have officially remodeled four buildings (laughs) if we're counting the one next door oh yes four buildings yeah we are at for those who are local 7209 feggenbush lane of course we'd love to have you we'd love for you to come see the transition and what god has done we have two services yeah. Now we have a podcast. We have the She Ministry for Women. We've got He. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what do we have for? We have a men's ministry. You guys do. We uh, do men men's breakfasts, and we're also um, getting ready to do some fun thing this summer to get the men involved too. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited to let everybody know about those the summer dinner parties for Big Life. I would also like for you guys to share and with our listeners kind of the heart behind the ministry. You guys have a mission statement, and I'm learning it. I don't know it, but I'm learning it. It's know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and something about serving. Make a difference. Make a difference. difference. I knew it had to relate to serving. Tell us a little bit more about that. How did you find those core things that you wanted to build this congregation around and a church around? And then tell us how that affects the way you minister. Well, we found those core things through going through art, church planting. Okay. 
their conference, their teaching, their equipping, and uh, just really it it resonated with what we were already doing with Refuge. Okay. Because we didn't want people to just come. We wanted them to be involved and make a difference. And the the great thing about big church is we don't want to just do church inside these walls. Yeah. We want to make a difference with the single moms and the homeless and people that are far from God. Mm-hmm. Our mission statement here is to love Louisville back to life. Yeah. And love really is the answer. It's what draws people that are far from God to a closer relationship. It will get them through the doors of big church just by serving. That's right. I have a story of a lady that last summer during Take Back the City, we did a single mom's uh, outreach. Okay. And we were going to be cutting their grass Mm -hmm. and weed eating. Mm. And people nominated single moms to help. Well, long story short, we went there last summer and then come this fall, she came to church. Okay. And then at the next baptism service, she spontaneously got baptized. Okay. And our last baptism, Mm -hmm. 12 of her family members got baptized. Wow. Wow. So good. That is just the perfect picture of what that mission statement means, that you're going to love Louisville back to life. And Mm -hmm. now I would assume or guess that she she knows God, she's found freedom, discovered her purpose, and then making a difference in... The lives of her family. This yeah. is her family, right? Yeah. 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 That is just amazing. And the cool thing, I think, was that didn't come from somebody inviting her to church. That happened because we went out into the city and was the church. Yes, that's mm-hmm. so good. That's part of loving Louisville back to life. Yes. Because if we don't go outside of the walls of the church, and I think that's that's something that's really powerful about what we do here is that you teach them after you after you get it right and you you know you do discover your purpose. Don't do it just here yeah. by serving. Like mm-hmm. of course you need us to serve on Sunday mornings, but when you go outside of the church, that's where you really do make a difference. Yeah, it's it's just a beautiful picture. So. Um, I think, too, uh, talking about knowing God and finding freedom, you know, the thing about it is I grew up in church my whole life, and I didn't really have a relationship with God. You know, I knew about God. I could tell you all the stories about God. I could tell you all of the things that that I felt like people wanted to hear. But the thing about knowing God God is you got to know who His character is. you got to know Him in a relationship. So a lot of times we can take our head knowledge, but we have to have heart knowledge. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so what we're trying to get people to know is is to know who God is and know His character and know His love for them. And the way once they know who He is, they're going to be able to find freedom from the things that have been always haunting them in their past. All things that keeps coming from behind and, mm-hmm. and sneaking up on them. Sometimes not sneaking up on them. Sometimes it's just creeping up on them all the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have, we also ha- I believe in, uh, you know, getting, taking people through discipleship and taking people through the freedom uh, process, which yeah. is getting uh, inner healing uh, from the past and inner healing from the things that they're hurt. Because a lot of times you can just come to church and you know what you're doing. You're going through the motions. Right. But until you get that relationship until you take that next step to really finding the freedom that's when you're going to discover who god's made you to be and you're going to find your purpose that's so good it reminds me of the interview that i did with israel which people will hear in the future but that was one of the things that he talked about he was in church he was in a church of fifteen thousand people but he wasn't free and he'll yeah. he'll tell you his story but the, i i love that and he talks about how god 
totally changed him when he came here and started worshiping. It's a great story. Do a little plug there for everybody to listen to that one. But I love that that finding freedom doesn't stop when you, you know, it's not just coming to church on Sunday mornings and going through the motion. It's about living it. Mm -hmm. So can y'all tell us about discovering purpose? So I talk to a lot of people, even people my age, you know, I'm in my 40s who still are struggling with finding purpose in what they do. Can you, if there's anything, any advice you could give them or kind of direction and how can they find their purpose if they're still just kind of going, mm, I don't know what to do with myself? It's a great question. Yeah. I think um, one of the major ways that you can discover your purpose is to test some stuff out. Okay, yeah. You just know, do, just do yeah. some stuff. And then you see, I mean, I, I would not have known that I was so drawn to young people. But when God slammed the door shut for us to minister a, to adults in the beginning, yeah, it was young people that were Coming. who we had. Yeah. And I discovered a passion that even today, I mean, yes, we're the pastors of big church, and I, I talk to all ages, I get the most jazzed about being with those young people. But mm. had I not been forced into a situation to try it, I wouldn't have known that I was that passionate. Yeah, because would you say in the beginning, you're like teenagers, I roll. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Uh, no. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now it's like you have a level of love and passion and even grace for the mistakes that teenagers make in those seasons of their life. It's I, I've seen it just here and, you know, at the refuge and here at Big Church even, even now. So I love that trying it out yes. is is how you can discover your purpose. What about you, Rich? Do you have any advice for people who are looking for their purpose? I would say that what's something that I think we do very well here at, at Big Church is we just allow people to uh, to fill roles. You know, yeah. a lot of times you get people and they have to come so many times to do this and this. And I'm not saying that there's different roles where you have to come and be a part. But, right. But we also, there are so many gifts locked up in people that she just said they don't really know they have until they actually do. Yeah. And there's been a lot of times when we have learned the hard way. We have learned... Uh, different ways but just putting people in positions and a lot of times those people have flourished in those positions because we just gave them a chance that's the way we are about young leadership there's churches nowadays that wouldn't let a 19 or 20 or 21 year old on staff or they wouldn't allow these yeah. things but i have found that if you give people um if you give people uh some leeway and you give some people i remember a funny thing i remember coming in and sitting in staff meeting i'm the old guy and uh and they're telling me all their ideas and i'm thinking that's the dumbest idea i ever heard in my life and then we implemented it and like two weeks later it worked and i was like well that was a pretty good idea you know <laughs> so i think a lot of times it's a mindset and a change but most most churches don't really give the younger folks you know, they're not really geared for the younger people. We are. Let's push them in there. And sometimes we got to pull them out. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to pull them out of situations. But, man, you'd you'd be surprised what they can do if you give them a chance. And I think uh -huh. that's what we've done here. You want to serve? Show up on Find Sunday. Find a place to serve. Yeah. And I like, too, like with, with teenagers, a lot of times they just want to be heard. And you're saying, mm -hmm. hey, we're going to listen. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then it's almost like you are giving them purpose. You're saying, okay, you don't have to have it all together. Just come hand out these cards for yeah. us. Or yeah. just come lint roll the seeds. Or, you know, hug somebody's neck at the front door. Yeah. And that is giving them a purpose. It's yeah. getting them back in the door to hear the word of God mm -hmm. and, the, and experience the 
uh, presence of God, and that's what changes their life. Yeah. So you say you, you can belong before you behave. Yes. And you know, he alluded to something about unlocking everybody's spiritual gifts. Yes. God has given us all gifts, and it's not for our jobs. It's not for our families. It's not for anything else. God gave us gifts Mm -hmm. to bring him glory. Yes. So the best place to do that outside of your family is to serve his church that he loves so much. And so we do spiritual gifts testing with people um, that want that, that don't really know. But a lot of times, too, is just what you're naturally drawn to and what you feel comfortable and confident doing Mm -hmm. is a part of your purpose. So if you like to cook, maybe part of your purpose has to do something with hospitality. And you can come to my house. That's great. (laughs) Right? Yeah. What I love about our church is is we, well, we welcome anyone. You know, we welcome, it doesn't matter your background, doesn't matter where you, we have a lot of people that are coming from uh, the actually different faiths, so the Catholic faith and some Mm -hmm. different other ones. And um, they don't really know a lot about church. Yeah. And I don't really think that's a bad idea, bad thing. Kind of nice, isn't it? Kind of nice, you know, because sometimes when you know about everything, then it's hard to teach you anything. Yeah, and there's some there's an expectation of something that might not fit where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had uh, a couple guys in, in particular that I was thinking of right now that have been coming for about a year and a half and mm-hmm. um, were just, you know, go to church on Easter and Christmas and weren't really plugged in. But now, I mean, they are here every single Sunday. They are trying to go deeper with God, even though they don't understand it all. They don't know exactly how to do it, but they're open enough to have their minds open enough to, to go where God wants them to go. And yeah. I've heard, I heard a guy tell me the other day, he says, I've grown more in the last year and a half since I've been coming to this church than I had in my whole other, all my other years. Wow. And so I was like, you know, and sometimes that's just uh, talking to them. Yeah. That's sometimes just meeting with them. That's sometimes just having conversation. You and know. how old is that guy that you're talking in about? In his 50s. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Yes. That even even in our 50s, there's still that much growth that can happen. That's and beautiful. And I, I love, I know the two guys he's talking about, mm-hmm. and I love one Sunday morning I showed up, and he gets here early as well, and he was like, hey, let me get my Bible. I want to ask you a question. What does this mean right here? Ah. And I was like, that is amazing. And I, I hear them asking Pastor Rich questions like that all the time. They're so eager to get from where they have always been to a different place. They see that passion and they want to be a part of it. Yeah. Here's the fun thing about it is, is you see um, people that come to church don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. And I uh, witness this, with, especially with the guys I'll hang out with. And, you know, they'll... I, I mean, I'll still slip up and say a cuss word or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And, you know, oh, and then I'll catch yourself. Oh, sorry, Pastor Rich. I didn't mean, you know, but I, I see the growth in them and I see the understanding. But a year ago, that wouldn't have bothered them. Yeah. Things that go through their mind yeah. now. And I just attributed I had one guy tell me when he was leaving. I mean, I cried the whole service. I don't know why I'm crying. I never Aww. cry. And I said, well, the Holy Spirit is why you're crying. It's yeah. not necessarily the message was that great or the music was that good. I said, the Holy Spirit is trying to work on you. And that's what he's doing in our church right now. I mean, when people are leaving here and they come, as soon as they walk in the door frames of the church, they're going, I feel something that I've not felt before. It's different. It's different. And that's, you know, that's what we, that's, we could do all the other stuff great, but as long as the Holy Spirit's here, we're good. I mean, that's number one. 
That's mm-hmm. awesome. I love everybody getting to hear a little bit more about you guys and getting to know your hearts behind the ministry. Is there anything that you want to leave with the listeners about the heart of the ministry? Then we'll have some fun questions. But I just want, you know, the heart of who you are. Is there anything you want to leave with our listeners? Well, Pastor Rich talked about this at the beginning of this, but um, we really want to be real. And okay. there are no secrets with us. We are all out there. We're very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We um, aren't perfect. Yeah. And we don't mind to admit that we're not perfect. That's and great. we don't believe there's a perfect church. And there are going to be people that come to our church and love our church for a lot of reasons. And there are going to be people that come to our church and don't like anything about it. And it's all okay. That's right. We're building a kingdom, not a church Not kingdom. A yeah. And if they aren't happy here, we want to help them find a place where they could get connected and feel welcome and connect somewhere. I would say that, again, I'm going to allude to what she just said. That if you're looking for a perfect church, we're probably not going to be the church for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're looking for a people that are going after God, we're going to be a church for you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I really want to say we live in a culture where uh, church is not really that important anymore. I mean, we're seeing uh, statistics that are saying that people are just not going. Even people that have been going to church their whole life are not going very consistently. Mm-hmm. But I would say to you that uh, God says don't forsake the gathering uh, especially the times that we're getting into. And I really believe that we need each other. We are better together. That's right, yeah. I mean, it, and you might be having a bad week and you need us to come in and, and encourage you. We may be having a bad week and we need you to encourage That's us. Good. So mm-hmm. if you haven't been to church in a while, I tell you what, don't, don't give up on it. You listen, if you, 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 you get a bad haircut you still go to the barber. That's right. You yeah. know, so you may have had a bad church experience or maybe you haven't been. Well, don't give up on church. Don't give That's up good. on God because he's still there for you. And he is the only answer. You may be going through whatever you're going through. And maybe you've tried to self-medicate it. You've tried to fix it yourself. You've been, you've been, you've done a lot of things, but God is the one that can take care. And he's That's the good. one, the final answer. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, my favorite thing about our community, community our church mm-hmm. my favorite thing about our church is the community yes i agree with I that. i have never in all of my years and i'm not saying this because this is not our church yeah. i've never walked into a church that the n- majority of the people make every single person feel welcome and that's something that is very valuable to us and so we've taught it Mm -hmm. and we continue to teach it and we continue to remind because people want to feel like they belong Mm -hmm. and so um community is our favorite my favorite thing and then i also love that uh we're reaching people that are far from god it didn't matter that they were at the club on saturday night because on sunday morning it looks like it it feels like it and we're trying to take them from that club mindset to a kingdom mindset and it's a process so we um work with people through the process yeah and accept them no matter where they're at and i think that's what brings in like for the people who don't come to our church they wouldn't know that we have a lot of millennials in our church but i think that that's what draws them number one it is kind of like you know the lights and the dark dark sanctuary and i don't mean dark in a in a negative way i mean like you know it's just the 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 look or the style but also that you don't have to be perfect and you can be very vulnerable and open and you don't have to hide behind you know this pretty picture that you paint of yourself when Mm -hmm. you walk into church on the sunday morning Mm -hmm. you can 
and just be real and let it all out. And that's what millennials are looking for. Mm -hmm. And I think statistics say that millennials are the fastest generation leaving the church Mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. I have some fun questions that I want to ask you about you guys so that people can get to know you a little bit better on that side of things. So out of the two of you in your marriage, who is always right? Me. Would you agree with that, Rich? (laughs) Um, Is she always right? Well, she thinks she's always right 40% of the time. 40% of the time. I would say at least 40 to 50%. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no. Because I am not going to argue if there's a slight chance that I may be wrong. You know why? What? The pastors argue? You guys argue? Oh, Oh, just, Just, you know. You know, once every other day. You have a real marriage? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so so who's always right? Me, because I'm not going to argue if I'm wrong. (laughs) Okay, Rich, would you agree? I'm just going to let her be right today. Uh, Okay, good answer. 100% today. What's your favorite thing to do together? Go Go to to the the beach. beach. Go to the beach. You guys take your, what, a yearly vacation? Yeah, we we try to get. A couple times a year, right? We try to get out a couple times, yeah. And for people who don't know, you guys don't go anywhere outside of that hardly ever. No. It's just to the beach. Yeah. You take your two weeks. It's like... Unwind. Yeah, relax. Yeah. Listen to God. Rejuvenate. Get a yeah. sunburn for the whole summer, then we're good and brown. Do your tan for the yes. rest of the year. Okay. So if I'll start with you, Mindy. If you could meet anyone from the past or the present, other than Jesus, who would it be and why? You know, it's kind of crazy. I don't know. I haven't got a new one, but I ha- I wanted to meet Bianca Altoff. Oh. And I got to meet her at our Yay. last She. I was relentless. for. We've done three I Am She revivals, and all three I asked her to come, and I just kept in uh, their face until she said yes. And God just did so much through that. And I got okay. to be able, to, we, we've become friends. She, oh, I can nice. reach out to her when I need prayer and vice versa, because we're in the same situation. We both planted a church yeah. and it's just been so cool. So I don't have a new one right off the top of my head, yeah. but I'm sure one will come in the future I but mean, that how was so amazing good. is it though to say like this is the person i want to meet someday and then for it to happen okay so what about you rich i would say just thinking about it, i would i like to meet peter in the bible oh yeah because i relate to peter because peter was okay. hard-headed okay he was stubborn uh he was off, often didn't tame his tongue you know so yeah. um <laughs> that's pastor mindy's last message there yeah but, y'all go back and listen to that podcast but i think peter relates i relate to him a lot because he, how imperfect was he he was with a perfect person mm-hmm. and he saw jesus every day but yet god loved him through the grace and my oh, life's been mm-hmm. that way god's loved me through a lot of my peter moments and he's like okay get behind me satan but come on you can st- you can come move on back mm-hmm. up here a little bit if you yeah, want yeah, to yeah, but don't tend i would to say i'd like to meet peter okay that's a good one all right well this has been so much fun thank you guys for taking the time to sit down and chat with us and let all of our listeners get to know you a little bit better i'm excited for the future thank you so much thank you very much we had a great time we hope you enjoyed this message on the my big church podcast we thank everyone who has given to support this ministry to find out more about how to support financially or more about big church you may visit our website mybigchurch.com If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Fagenbush Lane in Louisville, 
and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church Podcast.